This episode of Radio Free Toadbag is brought to you by Podcast Republic, a podcast client for Android. With over 2 million downloads, Podcast Republic is quickly becoming one of the most popular podcast apps for Android, and with good reason. Podcast Republic allows you to search all of your favorite podcasts, audiobooks, and YouTube channels or playlists, and stream them all on one platform. With automated downloads, you can even have your favorite content saved to your phone for listening, even if you don't have service. And you can synchronize the app between all of your Android devices. Download Podcast Republic for free on the Google Play Store. I guarantee you'll be a fan. Welcome everyone to Radio Free Tote Bag episode 25. My name's Arthur. My name is Donovan. And boy, howdy has it been a fucking week. Uh, it's not even over for me yet, man. I'm out here, I'm out here slinging these deliveries around, driving like hundreds of miles a day, running my tank empty, and it's running me a little ragged, Dono, I'm not gonna lie. That sounds extremely, extremely unpleasant. Are you just uh, busting around Cincinnati? Are you having to leave town and stuff, too? Oh, I, I drive all the way out to Amelia every day. Fuck, man. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty raw. But, you know, local humor gets you local jokes. How you been? Uh, I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, local work. Local work yeah. is the actual saying, as opposed to saying local humor gets you local jokes. That's nonsense. I thought that sounded a little off, but I, I, I picked up what you were saying. I'm all right. I'm fucking... I'm stressing today. Had to finish... Uh, had to finish some work, get some stuff packed. My girlfriend's over, but she's reading downstairs right now so that she doesn't need to listen to just my side of this podcast audio. Uh, and then I get a pack because I'm flying out for a wedding this weekend. But no that, that'll be where good you, times. Yeah. Where are you flying for the wedding? Dude, I'm going to fabulous Baltimore. <laughs> oh, man. Everybody yeah. loves B-more. World famous Baltimore, uh, Maryland. No, it's, it's good. I got a bunch of family up there. We're, uh, we're close with that side. It's my cousin who's getting married. And uh, I haven't seen a bunch of them in a while, so it'll be it'll be a good time. I went to a uh, a cross cultural wedding in Baltimore, which involved uh, a, an Indian woman and a Jewish man, which is some foreshadowing for a question we're gonna have a little later on. So that's pretty. Um, I'm excited for that foreshadowing now. That's a big uh, that's a big crossover episode marriage right there. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Combining two of my favorite series, Judaism, and uh, well, I guess. Indian, I'm not 100 sure. I think it could it, be I Hinduism, it could be, yeah. be Islam, it could be uh, Buddhism. Who knows? It's a it's, it's a toss up. Syncretic society, that. Yeah. Well, uh, I have good news uh, for oh, this yeah? week. We finally have our uh, our first guest, who is not uh, our friend Betsy this time. Uh, we have my friend Xavier and Brooke from the band The Bellowing Pines here in the studio, and by the studio I mean Skype. Uh, how you guys doing? Hey, I'm doing, doing good. good. Welcome to the show, guys. Nice to have you with us. <laughs> yeah, happy, happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, they were just treated to our, our very professional uh, interview process where we all count down and have the things recording on our separate computers. But I think they did a kick-ass job, so I'm looking yeah. forward to talking to you guys. So far, A+, plus, might I yeah. just say. <laughs> I, might, I might give you two pluses. I might go that far. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I'm proud of us. We graduated. Well, so I know Xavier and Brooke, uh, the, 
hellscape bar and grill that I worked at in college that I've mentioned before. I actually met Xavier there uh, working the same expo job as me. I think I mentioned that last episode, actually. And uh, one of the few good things that come out of that place. So he, uh, yeah. he and Brooke, and you guys got a couple other friends in this band too, right? You're, you're four people in it or five? Five. We, we, yeah, ro- five. we, we roll five deep. Gotcha. And you, you've been playing for a while too, right? I, I remember you practicing guitar back maybe five years ago when I was up at school. And uh, I think you had that band going like a year or two later. So it, it's been a while now, right? Yeah. Um, well, I, I started. Been a while. Been a while. <laughs> oh, he hit us I with do it. it all the time. I, th- I thought Brooke was going to do it this time. Um, I started playing, I was like 19, and then I started the band TS Manor, which was a little bit heavier, and that broke up, and now we're doing this. Excellent. What, what kind of music would you call yourself? Uh, we're pretty eclectic. We started kind of folky, but that has that ship that ship has sailed so uh we're doing indie rockish kind yeah, of stuff indie rock we've got some like funk and blues influences and yeah. we've been messing around with some like r&b type yeah. of drum beats and stuff y'all we're all over slap bass <laughs> no, not yet oh i wish <laughs> not yet we'll get there uh, <laughs> yeah, move in the right direction i dig i dig like a funk r&b vibe on, yeah on some indie rock like uh I like that kind of infusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we're we're mixing it all over the we place. We added flute. Which oh yeah, is we, awesome. we, we do oh, a lot of flute yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. It really works with the R and B sound. Finally are you catching kind something. of like a? Are you catching kind of like a Jethro Tull vibe now that you have a flute? <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> so great. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> what what kind of music kind of pointed you guys in this direction? Because I remember. Uh, Jack uh, Teagarden, he's in there with you guys, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember yeah, him he's... introducing me to Sufjan, showing me that mm. uh, Michigan oh. album he had uh, oh, back around the same favorite. time I met you, Xavier, I think. Yeah, and love that album. Got super into that. And uh, is it kind of, it's kind of in that style? or? Uh... Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want to go as far to compare us to <laughs> Sufjan Stevens. You know? I'm not trying to compare him, <laughs> just said stylistically. It's a little uh, bit Stylistically, I don't know. It's 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 a hodgepodge because you know we're there's there's five of us in the band and we all collaborate with the writing and we all have so many different influences that yeah. it's it's coming from so many different directions. Yeah, like a syncretic band. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. No, we're, we got a lot of different stuff coming together for us, but um, yeah. if I had to think of any, like, one influence, I know everybody in the band loves Modest Mouse. We don't sound anything like that, but yeah, that's I definitely used to something. Be, I was obsessed with that song, with the the roll-on. Uh, everybody yeah. was obsessed mm-hmm. with that one. Mm-hmm. I yeah. was a huge queer for that song. It's good stuff. It's yeah. good stuff. They're, they're awesome. They got a lot of good... And they're, good. Eclect- they're pretty eclectic, too. I mean, their albums are... Are pretty different. A lot of different sounds. Like yeah. I, I grew up. I listened to a lot of Bright Eyes, and he's got country album, a techno sounding album, folk album. You know, he's all over the place too. I remember Bright Eyes too. Yeah, I've been checking some of that out recently too. My girlfriend yeah. is a is a huge fan. I think I think Xavier, you gave me a big file of some of their music uh, a while back that I only listened to a little bit of. Uh, then, I used to be uh, obsessed. Yeah, well, Chelsea very much is, and so I'm getting a big introduction to to them. Minus yeah. Mouse too, but that's that's always been a a thing for me. So if that's one of you guys' influences, oh you know, yeah, that's a hell yeah. of a good sign. 
Yeah. Yeah. And the gorillas. Oh, I've always loved the gorillas. Yeah. The gorillas. first albums. I remember cold. when we were kids and we played together, you would listen to the gorillas a lot in your bedroom. Yeah, I mean, I was obsessed with it. It was the only CD yeah. that I had that was good because I was only allowed to listen to Christian, Christian music. music. And oh, I somehow what a dark convinced time. my parents that the gorillas was Christian music. Yeah, they're, they're, they're cartoons. They can't do anything. Can't I was like, it's for, it's for kids. What are you talking about? That's a, that's a great memory yeah. that you guys have of. Yeah. Uh, of the gorillas in your youth so yeah. um uh what is your all's relationship to one another what do you how do you what do you do so aside um, from being in the band she's she's my beyonce <laughs> your beyonce she's my beyonce yeah that's ridiculous you, you that's guys where... just got engaged recently too right yeah. yeah yeah very recently she proposed to me i didn't see it coming oh how did, how did how'd you do it um frantically and not well planned <laughs> at all i oh, had it man. like mapped out like two weeks later than what it was supposed to be but the ring came early and it just felt like it was burning a hole in my pocket i felt like i was lying just like keeping it and i was also afraid that i'd lose it she's terrible at secrets so i was like oh i have to do this today or i'm gonna like crack that's like the sweetest thing i've ever heard <laughs> I was too excited, so I had to go for it. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying there's no elaborate YouTube video associated with this proposal? Oh, no. no. He thought I was joking. Like, he honestly, he thought I was joking. I did. And I then he condescendingly said, you didn't get on one knee. <laughs> I'm just saying, treat me like the princess I am. You guys, like, stuck in traffic, and she's like, ah, oh, fuck. Hey, look at married. We had a great meal. Uh, we were down by the river. Yeah, we had a great meal at uh, 20 Bricks. Yeah, it's a real fancy restaurant. And I asked him if he wanted to do anything right now, what would he want to do? And he said, I want to go lay on a picnic bench by the river. <laughs> I was pretty full. So that's what we did, and that's when I asked him. Oh, my God. That's, that's, that's sweet as hell. Nice. Well, in the context of the show, this is a show of bad relationships. That's a pretty good sweet relationship story do you guys have any bad not necessarily with each other but any bad dating or relationship stories you want to throw out uh before we get into these here questions oh man i just thought of the most disgusting thing i could think of oh please preach, sister okay so i had this boyfriend in college and uh we lived in the basement of this frat house so there was a lot of mold in there and he had really bad allergies always his nose was like always like dripping out of his face it was awful oh, but he would just blow his nose into his hand and just wipe it on his cement wall oh, no. and there was just like this wall of like hardened gross ew oh man it was disgusting it was so disgusting how long did you stay he also them? peed in gatorade bottles and just kept them what? in the room <laughs> <laughs> How long were you so with gross. this person? I was with them for three years. <laughs> oh, oh, man. It was God gross. Oh, <laughs> that's a fortitude to stick that out for yeah. three years. I'm proud of you. Yeah. So was there like an accumulating collection of mucus on the wall? Yes, you know I mean? yeah. Kind of it would painting. like build on each other. It was so gross. <laughs> I didn't know what? know what it was. That's living art right there. <laughs> I was like, something's leaking from the ceiling. Oh, and then Jesus. I saw him do it one day and I was like, oh, gross. <laughs> You never made a deposit at the mucus bank? <laughs> no. You cash this in? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was gross. Well, that's... Well, that's going to be hard. I think that's going to be hard to beat. That might be the worst yeah. thing I've ever heard. Yeah. I think Xavier, I, you got I, anything? Can you talk? No, 
after that, no, I mean, not, no, <laughs> that's what I can think of. I, I had a, I had an ex-girlfriend and she, uh, she didn't, uh, do the dishes very often. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's torture. Like, anything like that. My ex covered the wall with his nose juice. <laughs> that's really something. God yeah, damn. that was gross. Power I'm extremely fast. impressed with that answer. Well, on that kick-ass note, which may make the rest of the show pale in comparison, uh, are you guys ready to get into some questions? Oh, yeah. 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 All right, Arthur, you ready to hit this question? I think I'm ready to hit this question. Uh, I, 21M, have been smoking weed. <gasps> I've been with my GF, 20F, for six years. I, she doesn't know, and I don't know if I should tell her. For context, we live in a country where weed is legal. I have been smoking weed on and off for probably a year now. I usually smoke it socially with friends when I normally would drink alcohol. My GF is not pro-marijuana, but she doesn't make herself super upfront with her stance, so I don't know how badly she is against it. We normally tell each other everything, and I know there is little to nothing that she hasn't told me, but I feel really guilty that I haven't told her anything about it. I haven't explicitly lied about it, which makes me feel a lot better about the situation. Belch. I'm going to edit that out. Liar. <laughs> Liar. The issue I'm most nervous about is that I have kept it a secret for so long. I don't know how she will react when I tell her. At the start, it was fear that she would be upset about me doing it, and now it's fear that she won't be able to trust me anymore. I keep putting it off, which is just digging my grave even deeper but I have no idea how to tell her if I should or what to do. Maybe I'm just overreacting, but she really means everything to me, so I don't want to fuck anything up at all. TLDR, I've been smoking weed occasionally, and I haven't told my GF. I have no idea how or if I should. And that was posted by weedthrowaway72276. That's <laughs> <laughs> a great name. Fuck yeah, dude. Perfect creative, creative yeah. name. Yeah, the weed really gets those creative juices flowing. And then, oh, uh, you come up with something brilliant like that. Should you tell your girlfriend? Uh, yes. Why don't you yeah. do that? Yeah. Uh huh. If only so she knows how fucking dank nice you are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, who, who's super against weed still? How does she not know? What year is it? <laughs> no, exactly. That's that was my question: is how does she not know? How does she not know? <laughs> it's been it's been six years, and he says he's been doing it for a year. He doesn't seem very smart. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Maybe you should leave this girl. <laughs> she can't smell weed. She probably can't smell at all. You know what they yeah. say? Without scent, there's no relationship. Yeah, get all. yourself a girl with a nose. It's scentless. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't know how she doesn't know. About six months ago, you put up that 311 tapestry. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite band. The marijuana leaf tattoo on my neck. <laughs> oh, God. No, I'm, I'm going to say. Uh, You've been yeah. doing this on and off for a year. You've been dating for six years. Either she knows and she hasn't even mentioned it, or, you know, if she doesn't, you're saying she's not pro-weed, but she's not making herself super upfront about it. I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. Regardless, the only big deal here really is that you're kind of keeping something from her that you think could bother her, and that's just kind of dishonest. It's not the worst thing in the world, and certainly not like a relationship ender. Uh... But you should just get her thoughts on it and, and kind of let her know. Uh, I don't think anything bad is going to come of that, but if, especially if it's bugging you, you got to get it off your chest. And two, just, just be honest with your partner there. Yeah, I don't think it's a huge deal, but like 
I don't know. It depends on how against weed she is. Like, I'm pretty anti-meth. And if I found out Brooke has been doing meth for a year, I'd be affected. That is true. What if if she is, like, Jeff Sessions level against it? Yeah, like, she she thinks it's the same thing as, like, heroin or something. He should bake her brownies, (laughs) make her eat one, and then be like, oh, this is what this is. I've been doing this for a year. And she's just like, oh God! The thoughts won't stop. I can feel my the hair growing. Of, the beginning of my cannabis experience actually starts with edibles, which um, I don't necessarily recommend because it's kind of like jumping in the deep end. It's intense, yeah. yeah it's, it's, uh, some heavy shit I right love there. It. I I think you just bring it up. One, how the hell? How do you not know what her stance yeah. is at all? Six years and she's 20? Yeah. Like, what 20-year-old just has no stance on weed? Like, not even yeah. offensive, just like, oh, weed? What if she's secretly smoking, too? Oh, there you go. Oh, Plot twist. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. There you go. But you pick up that both... information. You both go clean, and then you got a fucking beautiful, dank relationship going. <laughs> Stone relationships are beautiful. <laughs> Watch seven hours of TV together and not get bored. Oh, God. That's Sounds like a dream. <laughs> How much Always Sunny can you watch it one day? That's the measure About... of it. It's the true measure of a relationship, my dude. Yeah. What kind of relationship are you in? I'm a three season kind of relationship. We saw the first <laughs> yeah. fucking three seasons of Danny DeVito. Of, uh, no, it's Always Sunny, even the one without Danny DeVito. That's, that's commitment right there. Before it see got if, really good. Yeah. See if you can go from episode one to Nightman in a day. Oh, oh my God. That's like five seasons. We just yeah. got there. Yeah. Good fucking luck. Yeah. <laughs> just have two TVs going at once. Your eyes are crossed. Like an <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's intense. But then, all right. Sum, sum this one up, I think. It sounds like you guys agree. Just let her know. Uh, yeah, probably not yeah. the biggest deal in the world. If she does like, come out very against it, though, you're going to have to make that personal judgment, which is, do you care more about this relationship or smoking? And uh, that, you know, that, that's somewhat of a thing. Or even beyond that, are you cool with being in a relationship with yeah. somebody who's against something that you might feel isn't, uh, isn't a big deal? Just go like this. Just here's, here's how it should go. You should be like, hey, Beb. <laughs> I've been token that guns. <laughs> and then she'd be like, no way. And you'd be like, yeah. <laughs> she'd be like <laughs> it fell apart for me but <laughs> just start with hey beb i'm just start there just start Bob. there boom that's Bob. how any good heart to heart starts <laughs> <laughs> hi bb <laughs> all right i think we crushed that one hey good job Damn. xavier brooke on your first question our first guest smashing the first question with a uh with the ten, Donovan, stop it! They're not our first guests. We had a first <laughs> guest before them. Stop it! Oh, fuck. <laughs> our first musical guest. I have there you go. There, there blanked we go. on a word, not to uh, not to put down Betsy. Don't tell her I said she was very insightful. She was. She kicked ass as a guest. All right. Well, uh, you ready to move from marijuana to the uh, the goddamn cops on this next let's, question? Let's fucking Ooh. find out about these uh, law enforcement officers. All right, there we go. <clears throat> Got the cops called on me. M- M16. <laughs> That's a rifle, dude. Got the cops called on me, M16, about my then-girlfriend, 
F-16. Which is a fighter jet. <laughs> it's a fucking plane. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. These questions are wild. Uh, obviously on throwaway. No idea what kind of advice I'm expecting, but hopefully y'all don't shove me off as some dumb teen or some other stereotypical thing I have heard other adults say to me. It's been about a week, and I'm still confused. Last week, I was hanging at my then-girlfriend's house, as normal, as normal, helping her study for her, her extremely hard classes. She went into some college-level course, because she's smart, that gives an extreme amount of work for one kid, and being the good boyfriend I was, I helped her study in her room. Also, a little rough play here and there, grabbing her wrist to pull her in and kiss her, slapping her thigh while she was kicking me, etc. Normal relationship stuff. You know, normal relationship stuff. That doesn't sound normal at all. Just playing around to help her relieve the stress from all her work. She posted some of it onto her Snapchat story, and that was that. Then her mom left with my mom. We both only have one mother as parents and their best friends. And about five minutes after they left, the cops came and looked for my girlfriend to ask her if she was being abused. She obviously said no, and the cops went on their merry way. We call our parents and tell them what happened, and we kids were handling it calmly until we called them and they were freaking out and making the situation feel worse. They call the cops back to the house, and we wait about 15 minutes for the cops to get back. They talk to the cops about what's going on. My ex-girlfriend's mom thought her crazy mom was calling CPS on her again. But nope. The cops said the caller's name and that he reported that I was abusing my girlfriend. The cops also screwed up badly because they said the caller's phone number. Now that got ingrained into my mom's mind. I just wish I remembered it just as well, but short-term memory loss, and also I'd probably just make things worse. When they called him, he said I was abusing her, and that my girlfriend was cheating on me, and that she was the one that was telling him I was abusing her. X denies it, my gut and heart believes her, she has had so many dudes hit on her before, and she usually tells me. When she doesn't, it's because the rejection went smoothly and I didn't have to butt in to assert my dominance. So they wouldn't <laughs> do anything else bad like spread rumors and such. The grown-ups, on the other hand, think otherwise and believe that she cheated and that she told lies about me abusing her. No idea what to do here. And that was posted by Turkey Textbook. <laughs> oh my god. That whole situation I have, sucks. I have yes. but one question. What? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah seriously. seriously. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this. There, there's so many levels going on. Yeah, I know. It's like my mom and her mom and my mom and so And then much. their best friends. And I thought I heard another mom mentioned in there somewhere. Yeah. That yeah. Crazy mom, she mom is a, she's, she's the true villain of the what story. The she was crazy, remember? And then of the course the paragraph mom. at the end is, uh, is, is very ah. strange. These people uh, are 16, too, by the way. What the hell? 16? That's 16? a drama. Oof. Yeah. Oh yeah, my God. I remember high school. I guess this makes sense. This sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds about right. That's high Yeah, school. that's exactly how I would oh, explain wait. it, too. Dono, you missed the TLDR. There's a, actually a very fucking important detail in this TLDR. Got the cops called on for abusing my then-girlfriend. She cut her wrist. And I had to call 911 <laughs> on her, and now I'm sad. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> that is a big thing to leave out. 
In the TLDR is supposed to be the summary. That wasn't yeah. mentioned once. <laughs> that was that additional details in the TLDR. <laughs> that seems like it should have been a bigger part of the story. Oh, my God. Okay, ba- based on the way that he's talking about this, the rough play is the only thing that he brings up. Yeah. I feel like it yeah. sounds like she got her she got cut while they were wrestling around and not that she was like actually self-harming. Okay. Or she cut her wrist and I had to call 911 on her. Yeah, I don't know. So- oh, on her. Yeah. What in the fuck? I'm, I'm, this I'm sounds so- like something one of my ex-girlfriends would do though. Yeah. And she did cheat a lot. So. They really do. Do you have some insight on this uh, hellscape situation then? Uh, yeah, I mean, this sounds like something I've kind of been through before. It's a little, uh, very similar. I'm just making shit up to the people that she was sleeping with at the time. Oh, yeah. And people contact me and be like, yo, you asshole, quit beating your girlfriend. I'm like, whoa, I, I don't. Wait, so she's, she is making stuff up to people she's cheating on you with? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. It kind of helps her feel better about it, I feel like, at the time. Yeah. Uh, it makes the guy feel better about it, too. You know, he's not sleeping with a nice guy's girlfriend. He's sleeping with a uh, an abuser's girlfriend. No, that's so. that's a super good point. I feel like that's similar to the, you know, accusing your SO of cheating because you're cheating. Like, it's something to yeah. balance yeah. out, even though you know what you're doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. Xavier, how, how'd, you, how'd you get out of that situation? Were you just kind of, like, uh, find out and fuck this, or...? It was a lot of whiskey, and then uh, a lot of whiskey, and then one day she, I, I just called her out on all of her bullshit, and she was like, "I'm leaving," and then I was like, "Okay," and then I just <laughs> told her to never come back. Damn. Like, by the way, you've you've moved out now. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> that's I feel like that's about as best as you can handle that. Yeah, just Christ. be like, "Hey, I know all of these terrible things you've done," and. And she did exactly what I thought she would do, and it was just like, "No, ah, bye, you suck." And then I was like, "All right, see ya." But you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a surprisingly tame ending. Like, I feel like your typical yes. person who I, is very chaotic in a relationship is gonna go for the goddamn grand slam at the very end and just do the craziest shit that they can. So that's kind of that's kind of good luck there. She did kind of harass me for like months after that, though. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I did respond. Like- Brakes in your yeah, car. somebody cut the brakes on my car. I still don't know if that was her, but I feel Jesus. like it was her. <laughs> Luckily, I I realized it like as soon as I started to move it out of the parking lot, and it was had enough momentum to use the e brake. Holy uh, Jesus! Yeah, no, she's she's some crazy shit. <laughs> some crazy shit. I'm glad you had to back out. Jesus. Uh, yeah. 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 Or like not parked on a hill. God. God damn. Yeah, it was a it's a fun time. <laughs> well, would that more yeah. or less be your advice to this person then? Like, just get, get, get out. the hell out of that situation? Yeah, just, just ignore yeah. them. Just run away, ignore them. You know yeah. you didn't do anything wrong if you didn't do it. Un- unless you did do it, then screw you, guy. <laughs> yeah, but fuck you, turkey case. textbook. <laughs> turkey textbook. <laughs> even in that case, here. probably get out of there anyway. Because I mean, they, either yeah. way, yeah, get out. If, far if away. somebody's reading your five paragraphs of relationship questions, or the four of us reading, and everyone's response is, what the fuck is going on? That's <laughs> yeah. not typically a good sign of a relationship. Nah, it's, it's time to get out. If it's your time. moms are best friends, it's not a good your sign. Your moms are best friends. You're screwed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're never going to be rid of her. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's fucked. They should not have dated. <laughs> B. Byron no, a- UN asks, who is this guy that called the cops on you? What's his angle? To which Turkey Textbook responds, some friend of hers. 
He probably wanted to steal her away from me or something like that. Mistook her niceness as flirting like every other dude who was a quote-unquote friend. I have personally never <laughs> met the dude, but never thought anything of it, as my girlfriend always would like show me his text when he, when she had a questions about something he said. <laughs> Christ. What? That sounds so naive. Yeah, that, that definitely does. Especially be showing, 16 again. showing you the texts as opposed to just avoiding this person if he's saying yeah. some weird stuff. Yeah. Like, if your ass is keeping some, some dude around who is, you know, texting him all this weird stuff, but she, no, they're totally just friends, but he continues to, and she's just still talking to him. Like, yeah. typically, if, if you're healthy yeah. in your relationship, you don't want to stay friends with somebody like that. Yeah, because yeah. that's, that's insulting to the relationship that you're in. Exactly. Like, if somebody was hitting on me, I'd be like, I'm offended that you would even put me and Brooke in this situation at all, dude. What? Like, I wouldn't even want to be friends with somebody who this this is getting more fucked up. The deeper I get into these comments, the more oh, fucked no. up it gets. <laughs> oh no! I thought you were talking about what Xavier was saying. I was like, that's too reasonable. To I, was, I was like, I that was what normal. do you mean? He's like, what? what the What's wrong with Arthur? Arthur is the crazy guy texting to textbook's girlfriend. <laughs> I think you left out a big part of the story that you mentioned in your TLDR. She self harmed, and you had to call nine one one. What happened there? Also, yeah. if your girlfriend says her friend is just spreading lies, and you believe her, why is she now your ex girlfriend? Did you break up over this? And he goes, "I had to call nine one one for an ambulance. I was told be our egg donors to call nine one one for one, and so I did. I broke up with her because I'm confused and wanted to think things over. I have no idea what to do concerning her." At this very moment, sorry for the TLDR thing. I was writing this throughout the day and thought I had a draft that included it. Nope, apparently, yay, my dumb luck in technology, but everything else is there. Okay, so, what, you still what, didn't talk donors? about the cutting part. Something about egg donors, my guy. I'm so confused, dude. What? <laughs> I'm lost completely. Whose world is this? <laughs> I feel like this is the rare question where there's too much going on. And it's too all over the place to even articulate yeah. a response. The one yeah. main takeaway is that this is chaotic and bad, but he did this... break up with her. And so what you have him. no idea what to do concerning her. Maybe don't talk to this person and your mom's yeah. your friends and that's rough. But maybe do your best to uh, keep this person out of your life. Yeah, you yeah. need to reach escape velocity. And you're 16. Get out of the soap opera. Get over it. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, this level of chaos isn't normal for 16, but... Yeah, no. You know, also, that's that's the time that you are going through a lot of emotional turmoil. And again, this is an extreme example. Uh, yeah. But the way to deal with that is just to, especially if a situation like this sounds like it's making it worse, if the relationship is making it worse, you got to back off and sort yourself, up, uh, sort yourself out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I think that's all the advice we can give here. You did the right thing, and uh, stay far, far away. Run away. <laughs> Egg donor well, police self-harm called them. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anybody got anything else, or are we ready to move into a land of uh, hopefully more sanity? Yeah, let's, let's do something a little bit more together. <clears throat> all right, what do we got, Arthur? Is my 21F ex-co-worker... 40-ish male crossing a line. Yes. Probably. <laughs> so long story short. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So long story short, I worked in the financial sector, and because of it, I work with a lot of people that are older than me. 
There was this one male coworker that I got along with. Uh, he left that I got along with. He left and we got in touch with one another recently. He messaged me through WhatsApp once in a while and up until a certain point it was fine. He usually compliments my appearance, which is fine and understandable because it's usually when I update my WhatsApp profile pic with a modeling picture. He's married and has two kids, just for context. When I try to steer the conversation to my creative endeavors or something else, he usually just steers it back to my modeling and asks if I have any more pictures. He's sweet enough, though, because he always tells me I'm free to vent to him or ask him for <laughs> advice. Uh, oh, no. However... There was one conversation that kind of drew it over the line. Um, hey, Dono, you want to? Oh, let's get this role play. You want to yeah, be the forty-year-old okay. guy or the twenty-year-old, the twenty-one-year-old girl? <laughs> uh, I'll yeah, I'll be him. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to Jamaica for my B day on Saturday. <laughs> oh yeah, your birthday is coming up. Yay! You excited? So excited. Lots on my mind today. Like what? You. <laughs> <laughs> and an hour later, after he sees, after he's seen, I read his message but didn't reply. I was just joking. Lots on my mind about work. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. After that, he apologized, said he didn't intend anything from the comment, and it was just a joke. And I don't know if I have re overreacted by not responding, but it just rubbed me the wrong way. He calls me his best friend, even though we only text once in a while, and he never really talks about his life. I never met up in person for well over a year, but am I overreacting, guys? I have plenty of male friends that are older than me, but I have never encountered someone that I once considered a good friend to someone who is making me slightly uncomfortable. He even said he wished we meet up. TLDR, older co-worker that I was once good friends with is making me uncomfortable. Am I overreacting? And that was posted by Heavenina Wildflower. Oh. <laughs> you guys, I wish you could see Brooke the whole time the whole time you were reading that she was doing the head bobs and the hand waves. She's got something to say. She's got something to say. Oh, let's hear it. Speak. No. <laughs> no, you're not overreacting. That's ridiculous. That's so weird. That's that is that is that's creepy. That's creepy. Yeah. Every time she tries to talk about something that's intelligent that she likes to do, he's like, oh, but let's talk about how you're pretty. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, fuck off, dude. That's creepy. Like. Let's talk about that your pictures. That is creepy. Yeah. You. Ew. Ew. Weird. Weird. Hey, hey you, um. got, you got any more pictures? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, my and God. And calls you your best friend. Ew. That's just. You're my. You're my best friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hate it. No, that, that especially with such with such creepy terminology. Yeah. There. God, what's on he, your mind, you? Like, yeah. yeah. If he, God, if he really feels that way, though, that if he really feels that you're his best friend, what kind of life does he live? I know. <laughs> I know. He doesn't have any friends. It's either a forty-year-old dude who is far too attached to you. Uh, a person 19 yeah. years younger than him, uh, quote yeah. unquote, as a friend, uh, or which I think is most likely, this dude is just into you, and he keeps yeah. asking you for pictures and all this because he wants to have sex with you. And if you're uncomfortable with that, which I, I'm going to go ahead and say you probably should be, uh, yeah, maybe don't talk yeah. to this fucking weirdo. 
Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that threw me off too was he was like, "You can vent to me anytime," which is like, uh, I don't know. Uh, like, uh, when you're vulnerable, hit me up. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a you know? Damn. That's a it's really good point. Weird. Yeah. It's just weird. Like, <laughs> I want to see your pictures, and when you're vulnerable, you can hit me up. But oh, God. And you know what makes me else. feel better when I'm upset? <laughs> Sending pictures to people being <laughs> scantily clad. You should try it sometime. Yeah. It'll really cheer you up, kid. Oh, my God. Oh. Rough. <laughs> No, nah, yeah. R- rough sums mm. this up. I don't think there's uh, there's no point in continuing this if he's making you even a bit uncomfortable. Because yeah. as we said, I don't think there's any situation in which this is normal and positive and somebody you want to have in your life. Also, yeah. message you on once WhatsApp only. That's yeah. a little sketchy. Yeah, what's weird? Yeah, that's not something. He's got like a Kindle or something that his wife doesn't yeah, know like, about, where he can text everybody so on on WhatsApp. <laughs> Jeez. Exactly. That's sketchy. Secret hookup. If you ever have to ask, like, is it like, is it yeah. weird for me to feel uncomfortable? Like, is it too far? If you ever have to ask if something is too far, it probably is. Absolutely. I had a friend the other Every day time. say to me that there's a guy in the office who makes sex jokes all the time and that it makes her uncomfortable. And I was like, well, then fucking get in touch with HR and tell them all about it. Yeah, she's like, I don't yeah. know. She's like, I don't know. I think I'm overreacting. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. But I you need to that... listen to Beyonce for 20 hours and get a hold of yourself. That <laughs> <laughs> will cure you. But I, no, there's just there's kind of a cultural pressure. I think especially if you're in an office to like not rock the boat, and especially if you're yeah. a woman. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why she even feels like she needs to ask this question. Uh, yeah. But I think the main point is if, if you're uncomfortable, if somebody's making you uncomfortable, you, you don't owe them anything and you don't have to yeah. talk to this person if they make you feel like that. Straight up. And you don't even owe them an explanation for it. Like you can totally just ghost this person and have a clear conscience about it because this guy's a fucking weirdo. Yeah. He's a creep. Yeah. Yeah. Total yeah. weird beard. He's a creep. <laughs> I love that. Weird. Weird beard. <laughs> weird beard. All right. Having in a wildflower. Uh, I hope this dude stays away. And uh, you end up all right. <laughs> Hell yeah! How about uh, how about we hit up uh, another one of these questiones? All right, let's do it. Unsure if her culture and religion will affect my chances. Dot dot dot. I twenty one M started grad school last week and met this girl twenty four F. We've only known each other for about a week and two days now, so I'm still getting to know her. But it seems like we really clicked together. I'm trying not to get too ahead of myself, but all signs so far point towards us being really close. Good friends at the very least. This girl is Indian, and one thing I learned about her the other day is that she believes in Hinduism as her religion, and she plans on finishing school, finding a stable job, and then going off to get married. So an approximate time for her finding a husband would be in about four to five years. Judging off of her social media profile, she has never been in a relationship with a guy, at least publicly, and I don't know her well enough to know anything about her sex life just yet. Now, I guess my question is, granted she's from an Indian culture and a Hindu, will I ever have a chance for a relationship with her? I know love has no boundaries, and it all depends on how close we get throughout the next few years, but I'm just wondering from a religious and cultural side of things. 
TLDR, I'm really attracted to an Indian girl that is in my same grad school class, but I want to know if, realistically, I have any chances with her considering her culture and religion. Will her culture and religion affect my chances? If so, should I just give up? If maybe not, how do I know for sure? And that was posted by Pop-Tarts1, but the Owen Pop-Tarts <laughs> is a zero. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, wow. how do you get such a... <laughs> Leak speak, that's how. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have nothing okay. to say about that one. I don't know anything about how... I... Does Did anyone he say... have... Didn't he say that they've only been, like... He's only known her for a week? Is that what he said? Yeah. And he didn't that's want to a, overthink it? That's a lot. It sounds like he's overthinking it. Yeah, that's a it lot. Sounds, of, it sounds like he should just he's see planning, if he's it happens. Hard. Yeah. It, it, exactly. I, I, have the, I had the same read on that. And I, th- yeah. I think I'm with you guys on the same thing. I'm, I'm not completely aware of what the cultural difference is there besides kind of, you know, general knowledge that a lot of Indians have arranged marriages if they're from religious families. But that, I think that's kind of irrelevant. It's what you're saying, Brooke. You're you're overthinking this thing. The only way to find that out is to just you know keep talking to this girl, and if it seems like it's working out, then then go for it. And if it gets to the point where you feel serious, then ask her if that's something you need to worry about. But yeah, you can't just get all these answers before you take a chance on somebody <laughs> in this situation or anything else. That's just not how dating works. Yeah, from the website, from the website culturalindia.net. In India, arranged marriages still remain the majorly preferred way for Indians to enter into matrimony. In the case of an arranged marriage, parents and other relatives decide on a life partner that they deem suitable for their child. They keep in mind various factors different for boys and girls while searching for a suitable match to attach their names with. It's a tradition that Indians find hard to part with. Even in the 21st century, around 85% of Indians prefer prefer to marry the boy or girl chosen by their families rather than choosing their life partner themselves. So it sounds to me like you got about a 15% chance, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you could have fun for four years beforehand, though. <laughs> yeah. That's absolutely the case. Um, <laughs> I have a friend uh, who uh, is a very dear friend of mine, and she has a proclivity for dating Somali men. And uh, she a white girl, and she <laughs> dates these Somali men, and she is not a Muslim. But uh, she often finds that the rules are a little flexible. <laughs> <laughs> just a little. So, so just hit her up, see what's going on. See how she's feeling. She's living in the States. She's away from the folks. Yeah. yeah exactly. That's what I was going to say. Live it up while you can. Like, that's still very much a thing. Uh, the Ohio State where I went had a, had a pretty big Indian student population. A couple of my close friends were, uh, but they were extremely secular they were not a part of any of this uh but they were pretty tight and like aware of kind of the other indian students on campus and my understanding that like a good proportion of them were very much going to be going with this traditional stuff uh but those people also tended to be the ones who would not be like they were pretty clear cut about it like they're not even going to try to date anybody except for uh other indian students from what i understood so I guess what I'm saying is if, if you just take a chance on talking to this girl, you know, she's in grad school with you. You're in the States. This isn't, you know, just picking a person at random uh, from India. You know, I, I, there's definitely a substantial chance that that's a thing for her. Uh, but there's also a good chance it's not. And like you said, Arthur, the rules can be flexible. Also, people can change. And, uh, you know, all you could do is take the chance on it. 
And again, you know, if it starts working out and you get worried about that, well, if it turns into a relationship, just ask her about it. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. True talk. Alternatively, (laughs) convert to Hinduism. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Change your life around. (laughs) You are are not of a caste, my guy. Good luck. It doesn't work like that. You can't just can't just jump in. I wonder if you can, like, if you're say Your you're wealthy. Yeah, say you're wealthy and you're doing rather well and you're good looking. Uh, I wonder if you can just roll up and be like, "I'm Brahmin, baby." <laughs> <laughs> well, oh if he God. says so. <laughs> just imagine Paris Hilton. Here I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm Brahmin. <laughs> I'm Brahmin, and Brahmin oh, yeah. is so hot. Oh, my God. So hot. Oh, my God. We, we got somebody else here in the comments, Jack, not name, uh, saying something similar. You're overthinking this and trying to jump ahead in the dating process. Ask her out. Get to know her. Figure out if you're compatible in these deeper levels. If so, keep on dating her. If not, oh, well. That's life. No one is going to be able to guess this for you because everyone is different, and what you're asking requires you to be a mind reader. How would you propose I do this without making things awkward? It will be. That's what dating is. It's awkward. (laughs) Dating is awkward. I don't miss it. Yeah, dating sucks. I'm on. It's fun. Is it? Dating's fun. In a moment of weakness, I bought um, the premium service from OkCupid. (laughs) Yes. I I can see who likes me before I like them. I'm I'm having some conversations. We'll say. Nice, nice. Yeah, you know, <laughs> dating's fun. It it can be pretty fun. It's it's an excuse to engage in fine dining for sure, which I enjoy. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. You know, Treat yourself every Saturday. Take it back one or two questions, and how fun did that seem? <laughs> 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 uh, also, just getting out and, and trying things, but it's the whole thing is it's. It's a risk. It's new. And I yeah. think the yeah. thing that you're meant to learn from that, though, is that you can back your emotions up a bit. And it's a good thing to learn. Every relationship, you can't go in, I'm going to be 100% certain what's going to happen. And then we're going to fall in love. And then we're going to get married. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. work like that. And if you're operating Unless... like that as a person, you don't take risks in general in your life. Like, you're, you're going to struggle doing stuff. Unless it's an arranged marriage. Yeah. <laughs> okay. that, that, that's true. <laughs> I'm giving the Western perspective, Arthur. <laughs> yeah, you're denying her the opportunity to uh, have uh, love uh, provided for her. To have just like you will marry this boy. Okay, cool. Great. <laughs> Sounds great. That's Hope pretty cute. Easy. I will love. say, I will say too. According to our analytics map, we have listeners in India. Oh shit! Yeah. So if this is accurate. And you're here in this episode. You're in India, and you have any input? Like, please post on our social media page or uh, throw something in the anonymous question box. Because I would like to hear how wrong we are about all this. <laughs> <laughs> or if we're right, that'd be tight too. But yeah, yeah. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. As a uh, white Western dude, I kind of just take the stance that I'm probably wrong about uh, my perception of most other cultures. <laughs> I think that's a good stance to take. <laughs> Wait, oh, is yeah. TV not accurate? What? <laughs> <laughs> I learned everything. <laughs> okay. All right. So what do you say we move on to this next question? 
this next question, which takes us to the friend zone, our weekly uh, question that we do on the show that has to do with a non-romantic subject. And here we go. How to deal with a family member who never stops talking. I, 19F, luckily don't have to see my stepdad, 50M, as often as I used to. I've known him for three years, two of which I lived with him. But because my mom and I are really close, I still see him about twice a month. Seeing him less has made it more manageable, but every time I see him, he drives me crazy because he never stops talking. The conversation is almost entirely one-sided anytime he's around. Even if I change the subject, he will acknowledge what I said, then immediately continue talking about what he was before. He's also very adamant about shoving political opinions down everybody's throat. I will admit, I can get heated over some of the political things he said, but even when I ignore what he's saying slash change the subject, it always turns into a rant from him about how society is trying to silence the older Republican generation. (laughs) I'm honestly begging at this point. Does anyone have any ideas on how to make family gatherings less awkward and uncomfortable when he's around? Also, alcohol is a bad suggestion because that seems to only make it worse. (laughs) <laughs> I will take any and all tips. TLDR, how do you deal with a relative who never stops talking slash arguing about politics when you've tried everything? And that was posted by True Genius. Oh, wow. I think oh. we've discussed this one on a little bit here. Uh, Arthur and I have both kind of uh, earlier episodes talked about how our families handle this at holidays. Mm-hmm. Brooke or Xavier, you guys, you guys have any tricks for dealing with this? <laughs> we have a, we've we had have a, a couple. couple friends that... <laughs> Um, they're just you know they're chatterboxes and exactly like the that was described almost like to the T we've learned you have to just do the rudest thing and literally just turn around and walk away unless they follow you You and then if there's a small child around be like oh the kid needs me and then take to the kid (laughs) (laughs) every time every time I get stuck talking just walk to away. The, my family member that it just talks so much. I'm like, oh, the baby's doing something weird. Like, gotta go. Let hear this. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go. Bye. <laughs> uh, my family doesn't get together too much, and they're not. They're, there's not any big talkers in my family. Oh yeah. They're all pretty. Uh, depending on how much alcohol is involved. Everyone in my family talks. Yeah, you're t- you're you have a very talkative family. That is true. <laughs> my family's not, not like that. You just walk away or find a kid that is putting something bad in their mouth and out of the 20 you will find one. There's always <laughs> one kid eating something. <laughs> I feel like that's a good strategy too because the kid is like a force field for politics. Like, I feel like even the drunkest (laughs) uncle isn't going to go ramble at a three-year-old about how fucking Trump is keeping out the uh, dark people and making America good. Oh, my God. (laughs) So Uh, awful. Now, if he phrased it as dark people, that might be a little more, you know, the dark people. Oh, damn. Like like Darth Vader and shit? I'm not going to use these people's fucking vocabulary. You know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know exactly what they're saying. uh, I'm going to I love when they use the phrase illegals. That's great. Uh, oh, yeah. refer to human beings as illegal. That's cool. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. Ugh. I got to do a long debate about Black Lives Matter with one of my family members at 5 o'clock in the morning <gasps> once. Wow. Do you remember that? Yeah. There's a lot of alcohol involved. And, Lots uh, of alcohol. I ended up walking away at the end. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to continue this conversation about how racism isn't real now. Don't tell me that. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, that's that's usually all you could do too, especially if it's five and you're drinking. And yeah. if somebody is just arguing from such a completely irrational racist position, there's no point in arguing with them. Yeah, like and there's racism's the over. Yeah, yeah, dude. yeah, awesome. sure. It's all done. Yeah, it's all Obama. He ended it. Yeah, Didn't you, did you do that? Yeah, that's a, that would be a great move to deploy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a no. light switch, dude. It's either on or off. And uh, yeah. Brock, he, he switched that light switch. Thanks, <laughs> Barry. Yeah. He's a good guy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was it was a long conversation, but I was happy when it was over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I Man, will say I feel like... Oh, go ahead. I feel like you could also just make up anything that's ridiculous when you're talking to someone that is kind of just talking at you. Play the devil's advocate. Just pretend you shit yourself. No one wants to be around someone who just pooped their pants. Just be like, oh, I just, just pooped myself. Just, I just shit. They just do like a cowboy walk away. <laughs> Wear your nice towels. Come back in in a onesie. <laughs> a completely unrelated note. <laughs> I need your softest, softest towel. I will My say skin this, if, if it's something that is more than just kind of like a, a relative you're not close to, like I, I've had friends who have just drunkenly rambled at me about politics too much. I think there is something to be said if you're close to the person about just being like, look, man, I, I, I don't want to talk about this right now. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. not do this. And, uh, you know, and usually the, I, I, most people I've encountered, if you're close, they'll be like, okay. Or, but, 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 you'll be like, no. Come on, no. this isn't no. going anywhere. And then, then they'll kind of back off. But uh, yeah, that, that only works if it's somebody with your close, you're close with. You do that to your fucking uh, drunk uh, second uncle twice removed. You might get <laughs> oh, oh, the facts are coming out, so you can't, you can't talk about yeah. it. Can you, you can't handle uh, the truth. Uh, <laughs> oh, yep, uh, you're uh, right. You uh, got uh, me. Yeah. I, I've changed my opinion. Yeah. You're correct. <laughs> I like your side now. I love you, Trump. <laughs> I like to completely glass over and leave my body. That's a fun move. <laughs> yeah, just take it as an opportunity to do some I'm traveling. Med- meditation. Yeah. Just sit there looking through their eyes instead of uh, into them. Or I'll, oh, I'll, like, man. I'll look at one of their ears. Like I'll just completely move focus off and look at one of their ears until they notice. That feels pretty good. <laughs> Just make a slightly disgusted face. (laughs) (laughs) Or you could do like Andrew WK did when he was on Fox News. They they asked him a really long leading question, and he just opened his mouth more and more over the course of the question (laughs) until eventually his mouth was just this enormous gaping wound in his face. It was was very cool. That's amazing. Uh, if you guys haven't seen that clip, you need to look that up. It is yes, I need to. What is that? We'll, we'll put a link in the episode description. <laughs> yes. Good, good. I'm gonna need it. Yeah. It's Andrew WK <sighs> on uh, on some sort of Fox News interview, and uh, it's pretty much it's just like a short little clip, but it'll it'll fucking kill you. <laughs> I'm already typing it down right now. <laughs> Hell yeah! Out here solving relationship problems and spreading funny ass YouTube videos. <laughs> we do it all, Arthur. We do it all. <laughs> All right, are we ready to move on to uh, whatever's next? Hell yeah. All right, next question. I, 21M, can't get past the first date. I am a heterosexual male. I always think the dates are going well. 
<laughs> I have arranged six separate dates on Tinder since I've started the dating world, and they all end the same way. I feel the date goes well, as there is always something to talk about, and I feel... And I feel looks like I have plenty of confidence, but I can never make it past the first date. I seriously don't know what I'm doing wrong. I feel like I'm throwing in the towel completely. Nothing ever seems to go right after the date. They always ghost me after I have a good time. What should I do? TLDR, what do I need to do to make it past the first date? And it was posted by Throbin Hood GGZ. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's something wrong with this guy, obviously. Yeah. If he if he thinks he's having a great time and clearly they're not having a great time. Like, this could be doing? the drunk uncle doing the talking thing to his oh, dates. Oh shit. He has no idea. Dude, that's a that's a big fucking insight. Especially because he says I have a good time specifically. Exactly. This guy yeah. Very focused on himself. Yeah, like he's having fun, but he's probably just talking her ear off about stuff she's. <laughs> I wonder how many offensive things. Yeah, he's like he probably too. dropped a bunch of accidentally like sexist, racist comments, and then just. <laughs> well, but Xavier, it's because there's always something to talk about, dude. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> always, that's true. Always something there's to talk always. about, like Rick and Morty, or how, uh, <laughs> or oh how uh, uh, gaming uh, journalism isn't fair. <laughs> oh my god I like how we are like automatically turn this guy into a neck beard just by, like, <laughs> hearing a little bit we're like he's he's probably he's one of those <laughs> he's one of those guys hey we're finally attuned to neck beard recognition instruments and I think of all four of us picked up on this immediately <laughs> yeah we good chance this dude has tiny little stubbly hairs rolling out of his neck but nowhere else rocking rocking that sweet fedora oh, my god. oh yeah hey brother it's a trilby <laughs> <laughs> His name is Throbin Hood. Like, yeah. come on. He's yeah. got to be offensive there's, in some way. There's something going on here. GGEZ. So this dude, <laughs> this dude definitely plays, not only plays games, but he's but like an asshole much. at League of Legends or something. Like yeah. Fucking, for the listener who does not know, GGEZ is like the shitty thing to say if you're just a big asshole playing a game and you win, and it's good game, easy. Yeah, Ugh, rude. There's uh, some, there's some cool gamer lingo for you, and by cool I mean you're a fucking dickhead if you say that. <laughs> you're a fucking. You just oh, say GG, God. then that's nice. You know, good game. Yeah, the good easy the easy turns it around. Yeah, no, now you're an asshole. That's like being like you're pretty, pretty dumb. Got <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, I, I will he say. Is, I will say. So st- active in the comments. Is he? Oh, oh yeah, I bet yeah. he is. Well, dude, because there's He's always a... something to talk about. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm defending myself no matter what. I'm right. <laughs> you find anything good? Let's see. So you go on a date, get home, and they block slash ignore you completely with no warning signs, asks Otter Rumpus. I usually give it a few hours and let everything sink in, and then I'll text them saying I had a good time, and we should do it again sometime, and then I never get a response. Not sure if they block me, but just no reply. Otter Rumpus asks, and nothing about these dates is abnormal. You're taking them to normal places, sticking to normal, safe topics for conversation. They're not giving you any signs of discomfort or disinterest during the date. You're not overly eager or anything. To which he responds, no discomfort that I know of. I always ask if they like coffee or ice cream and we go to the shop. Simple like that. I always use safe conversation, no politics or issues. And I don't think I'm eager. I just feel normal the whole time. 
I don't know if I just am uninteresting. I don't talk too much. I always provide an equal amount of talk and listening. They smile too. I just don't know. Huh. Okay. Alternatively, what? if if our quick judgment was uh well, okay, two possible situations. One, if our stereotype was incorrect, maybe you're just having a string of shitty dates. Cause I I'm gonna tell you from personal experience with Tinder, you're just it's not gonna work out with most people. It's just how it goes, you know? And if somebody's not that into you, it's easier just not to talk to you than try to give you some explanation because that's just unnecessary. If they're not into you, that, that's fine. And it's easy to go, yeah. easiest to go like that. So We live in the age of ghosting. Yeah. So it's just a possibility this has just been bad luck for six times in a row. Uh, on the other hand, uh, in the words of, I think it was Rich Piana, uh, did, a, did an AMA. And this guy said, I've gotten up to 200 pounds. I'm like 6'3". Uh, I'm still not getting attention from girls. What am I doing wrong? And his response was, maybe you are very ugly. <laughs> <laughs> what? And maybe you, Throbbit Hood, maybe you're just not a good looking guy and you're having a little less luck because of it. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's possible. I thought that for a second, but I didn't want to say it. <laughs> like, did you I mean, brush your teeth? That could be yeah. a big thing. Like, Don't brush your cheese or teeth. garlic. Some people, their mouth smells like a litter box, and you just you can't get past it. Oof. No, yeah. It's that, so that is, bad. That is a big hander. It's a real thing. So I'd say oh. maybe maybe run through your personal hygiene if there's anything like that. Cut <laughs> uh, your hair. Yeah. yeah. Big, I don't know, fashion sense. Don't wear cargo shorts and flip-flops and uh, <laughs> a trilby. Never bring Crocs. <laughs> Do you know why oh, women don't cute. like cargo shorts? Because they ugly? Because they reveal the tactical inferiority of the purse. (laughs) (laughs) I wear cargo shorts often. Hell yeah. (laughs) With her purse. Damn, dude. Your carry capacity is off the charts. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I love mad hard candy. (laughs) (laughs) Mad hard candy. Yes. Often over encumbered. (laughs) Yes. True. It's like a power suit. <laughs> I will say by the, the comment that Arthur read, though, this dude doesn't sound as, like, shitty and unreasonable as I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he's just having bad luck. And that's or all right. Just don't maybe he's just and... nervous. Exactly. That could be part of it, too. Uh, <laughs> you're 21. Like you're a youngin'. <laughs> yeah. All, you're all, you can baby. Do is, all you can do is keep trying, though. Like, most dates, by definition, aren't going to work out. Because yeah. most people, you know, you're not going to want to date. Like, you're not going to have compatibility. Uh, it's just kind of how that works. And the only thing you can do is try not to get discouraged. Work on yourself if you find something uh, you feel like you're lacking in. And, uh, you know, keep trying and, and don't get too down about it. That's all you can really do. Hmm? I like that. I don't miss. <laughs> all right. But well, you get I to go like... out for ice cream or coffee. That's that's pretty that's pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Top tier date suggestions. <laughs> Ice great. cream, coffee. Ice cream, coffee. What if we mix them together? <gasps> that we go to a place in Milford that does that. And oh, it's, it's amazing so and it's good. awful. It's fantastic. Ooh, at the same time. It hurts Is it your really? stomach. Oh, it's called yeah. a Java whip and they mix it with soft serve ice cream and espresso. And they just mix it up oh, like with a milkshake machine. Damn. And it's great it's so until good. you like it's chug so... it. And then you're <laughs> working five hours after that. And you've got 
just so much dairy, but like also a caffeine buzz on top of that. Oh boy, yeah, it's, it's like great. It's, it's it's beautiful. <laughs> I feel like it's delicious, and then the caffeine would be churning things up a second time and so. Oh like, yeah, oh, my man, it's terrible. Good. Yeah, like, like the, uh, it's so much. Like three minutes after you finish it, you're just like, oh Why no. Why did I chug that? Oh no. See, I put time. peanut butter in mine, and that's where I that's where I get wrong. I'm like, oh, this is just a milkshake, and then I drink all of it, and then I have to work 10 a.m. until 9.30 p.m., and I'm like, why? Oh, God. I'm going to risk start. it. I want to risk it to try it because it sounds <laughs> yeah. delicious. But, uh, I'm going to yeah. get the milk sweats. Just it's fine. Milk sweats? <laughs> <laughs> Just don't start your day with that. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. It's it hard end. not to. Like in the middle, maybe. Uh, I've yeah. heard the term meat sweats, but milk sweats, I'm just picturing white <laughs> liquid pouring out of your pores, and it's like a little rancid because it's been sitting on your skin for hours. Uh, <gasps> yep. Moo. <laughs> so back to the mucus gross. wall. That's exactly that's, what it looks like. That's, that's full body lactation. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> And bringing us full circle back to the mucus wall from whence we <laughs> Amazing. Well, I think we crushed that one on Throbin' Hood and uh, also <laughs> gave some additional quality information there. And uh, I think that's it for us for questions. I got to yeah, say, uh, so. Xavier and Brooke, you guys have been awesome guests. Yeah, thanks yeah, for coming. This was fun. Yeah. It was nice. It was nice. Uh, let me pull up... Uh, little notes I was making earlier. As we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, Xavier and Brooke are part of the band The Bellowing Pines. They're based out of Cincinnati. Uh, they've got an album out. Uh, you can find their social media accounts on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at The Bellowing Pines to keep up with their upcoming album. And uh, they'll be playing in a couple weeks here at the 50 Fest on the Cottage Stage at the uh, 50 West Brewery in Cincinnati on uh, September 15th. So, great people. Uh, Kick-ass music. I highly recommend going and, uh, and checking them out. Maybe they'll give you a coffee milkshake, too. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be on the lookout for them. they got new music in the works as well. So definitely keep an eye out. It's been Hell so yeah. good having you with us. It's been yeah. awesome. Yeah, this yeah. is awesome. It was fun. I liked it. Well, Arthur, you got any other uh, end of the show news? Our intro music is the song Hanging On by the band Knower. You can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. And our special outro music this week is the song Scarlet Cove by our fantastic guest, The Bellowing Pines, off their first album simply titled The Bellowing Pines. And uh, thanks again for you guys to uh, for coming on here. And uh, we'll leave you all with, uh, with Scarlet Cove. It's been so great having you with us, uh, Xavier and Brooke, and the listeners. It's been so great having you with us, and uh, we can't wait to see you again next week. Uh, thanks. Bye. <laughs> Boom. That's our trademark. That's Arthur's trademark for the end of the show.